Well, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me, if you will, to uh, Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. Amen. If you've been following along, amen, we've been talking over the last couple weeks about this this idea of the supernatural realm and what takes place uh, in the supernatural realm and what the Bible has to uh, tell us about it. Amen. We've talked about God as... You know, who is the king of glory? Amen. He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle. He's the Lord of hosts. Uh, We talked a little bit last week, excuse me, about uh, angels and angels on assignment, how God, amen, uses them, amen, for his glory and for his honor uh, and to minister to us, amen, that are in Christ Jesus, amen, and how he can send those angels uh, sometimes at a moment's notice, amen, to, uh, to minister to us, to bless us, to uh, help us, to protect us, all of those things uh, today that, uh, that God's will and purpose would be uh, in our lives. But just as there are angels out there that God is using, amen, to minister to us, there are also uh, spirits out there that are uh, out to do us harm, to do us Evil, Amen. There are, there's a reality just as there is uh, with the holy angels that are serving God in heaven. There are also fallen angels uh, and one we refer to by the name of Satan or the devil that is, that is real, that is out there. And we need to understand and know what the word of God says, amen, about these things. Because, I mean, if it, I don't think there's any word, there's any scripture, that there's any verse that's in the word of God that is there uh, for, for no reason at all. The Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so, amen, we're going to talk a little bit today, amen, on this subject here of Satan, amen, demons, and the origin of evil. Amen, we're going to look at the Word of God and what it has to say, amen, about these things. Amen, where uh, did uh, evil originate? I mean, where does Satan and demons come from? What is their agenda? What are they after, right? What's their purpose? What does the Bible have to say about the powers of darkness and how we as Christians can then overcome it? Because the idea today is not just to give you, amen, a description of who the devil is and and who who the demons are and what their agenda is, but, amen, by the end of this thing, I hope to give you some encouragement today that no matter what you face uh, and no matter what comes against you and no matter what the devil throws at you, we as believers are overcome in Christ Jesus. Amen. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And we're going to get into that, amen, a little bit later in this message this morning. Ephesians chapter number 6. Amen. I'm just going to read one verse as we kick off uh, today. And I hope you brought your Bibles with you. But if you didn't, amen, hopefully if the technology works, amen, we'll have it up on the screens for you uh, as well because we're going to move around in the Word of God a little bit today. But Ephesians chapter number 6, beginning of verse number 12. For we wrestle not, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We've talked about this before. You guys know it. Amen. You don't have to have me, amen, to tell you, amen, that the enemy is out there, amen, and he is waging war against the people of God. 
He's waging war against the United States of America. Somebody, I mean, Chris requested prayer for our country. I mean, can I tell you, I mean, what the downfall is of our country and what the downfall is of the leaders that are leading our country. Amen. Not all of them, but for the most part, uh, amen, they've left God out of the picture. Amen. They've taken uh, the word of God out of, uh, amen, our public arenas. They've taken it out of the schools. They've taken it out, amen, of the state legislature. They've taken it out of places. And God has said, uh, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. But we've got a lot, amen, in the world today, amen, that are not following the path that God would have them to follow. They've taken God out of their lives and they've tried to take it, uh, amen, out of our country. But I'm here to tell you, amen, there is an enemy out there that is waiting, amen. He is there, amen, making every opportunity that he can, amen, to bring, uh, amen, his agenda, amen, against us, uh, amen, against the church, uh, against believers in Jesus Christ, uh, and against the United States of America. And if we don't stand up uh, in these last days and fight the good fight of faith uh, and let, uh, amen, the devil know that we're not backing down, we're not going to stop, and we're not going to quit, amen, but we're going to do what God called us to do. Come on, somebody. Amen. We don't fight against, amen, flesh and blood. Amen. That one up there in the White House, amen, or the State House, or amen, down the road, or your neighbor, or your family, or your friends, amen, that are doing your wrong, that's not your enemy. Come on. Amen. The enemy is Satan. He's the devil. Amen. And those that, uh, amen, are with him. So let's talk about it this morning. Amen. First thing we're going to talk about is evil's origin. You see, God created everything good. In the beginning, the Bible tells us, amen, that all things were created good. And in fact, uh, at the end of Genesis chapter number 1, verse 31, the Bible says that all things that God were created were very good. Amen. But in Genesis chapter number 3, amen, we come to this story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Everything's perfect. They've got a perfect relationship with God. They're fellowshipping with Him on a daily basis. He's put them in this garden that is perfect, amen, and everything is just wonderful and great, uh, amen, there's no sin, there's no sickness, there's nothing, amen, but this character enters into the scene in Genesis chapter number three referred to as the serpent, and you know the story, the serpent deceives Eve, who then convinces Adam to eat of the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that God had said, there's one thing that you must not do, and it's eat from that tree, right? We get this character, amen, and we all know and understand, We've probably most of us raised up in church long enough to know, amen, who the serpent is in Genesis chapter number 3, and he is none other, amen, than the devil himself. Amen, but this is the first, amen, understanding we have in the Bible, the first indication that something has happened. Something has gone horribly wrong. In God's creation, something between Genesis chapter number 1 verse 31 and Genesis chapter number 3 has happened to bring evil into the world. What is it? Amen. But we know that, I mean, even Satan himself, we know he was originally created by God. It's over in Job somewhere. I don't have the scripture reference for you. Amen. But over in Job, it talks about how the morning stars sang for glory. Amen. As God was creating the heavens and the earth and they watched these things happening. Satan was there. Amen. But something happened in his life. Amen. And I think we get an answer from this. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel number 28 gives us the answer. What happened? What took place? 
how did evil come into the world? Because a lot of people say, well, you know, did God create evil? No, God did not create evil. Amen. God created us, humans, mankind, in his image and in his likeness, the Bible says. Amen. And he breathed into our nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living soul. And he put within us, amen, a free will to make a choice and make a decision about whether we're going to serve God or whether we're going to reject him. And apparently he did the same thing for the angels. Amen. The angels had, amen, this same free will and the same opportunity, amen, to make their own decisions. So Ezekiel chapter number 28, look down at verse number 11. We're going to read down through 15. Amen. And understand this is a lamentation. It's a judgment against an earthly king by the name of the king of Tyre. Amen. But it is also uh, a... A description, if you will, of the power that was behind the king of Tyre. And that power was Satan himself. Look at verse number 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyre, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. Amen. Think of those words. How beautiful. Amen. How powerful. How majestic. Amen. Satan was before something happened in his life. And that's something as we see here, amen, it says in verse number 15, till iniquity, amen, was found in him. So what was the iniquity that was found in Satan? So now I need you to flip over to the book of Isaiah. Amen, Isaiah chapter number 14. What was it that caused Satan to fall? And by the way, this is not in my notes, and I don't intend necessarily to go here this morning, amen, but understand and know the same uh, uh, thing that we're going to talk about here that caused Satan to fall into sin and into iniquity is some of the same things that, amen, we need to be careful of in our life as well. Isaiah chapter number 14, we're going to pick up at verse number 12, and we're going to read down through verse number 14 through, yeah, verse 14. Isaiah 14, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Now, I understand and know, pause there just for a minute, that the word Lucifer there is, uh, uh, is another name for Satan. Uh, Lucifer means light bearer. Um, and uh, uh, some of have said, well, maybe that was his name before he fell. And we don't know that. I mean, it's really taken uh, from the Latin, amen, there for light bearer. But uh, certainly in this section of Scripture, we can say that Lucifer is referring to, amen, this person we call Satan or the devil. Verse 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. 
I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Not too hard to see Satan's problem here, is it? <laughs> Amen. He was lifted up in pride because of his beauty. Amen. Because of his majesty that God created him with. Amen. He talked about how he set him on the holy mountain. Amen. How he was, amen, there and walked among the stones of fire, the other angels, uh, amen, of heaven. How, amen, the tabrets and his pipes, amen, were beautiful. Amen. Some have said perhaps uh, that refers to the, uh, to the fact that Lucifer was perhaps, or Satan, amen, led worship, amen, in heaven at the throne of God. Uh, amen. The, we don't know all the things that perhaps, uh, amen, he was given, uh, amen, responsibility for in heaven but it says here that at some point Satan lifted up himself in pride and I want you to notice the five statements uh, of I am that he says here he said I right I'm going to do this. I'm going to ascend to heaven. I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars of God. I'm going to sit in the mount of the congregation of the farthest sides of the north. I'm going to ascend above the heights of the cloud and I am going to be like the most high. You see Satan's pride, amen, brought evil into the world. This is the first rebellion against God. Amen, and it is Satan in this rebellious condition, amen, after he has tried to revolt against God, amen, that he comes into the Garden of Eden to deceive Eve and Adam into sinning as well. And, and we can thank our great, 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 dot, 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 grandfather and grandmother, amen, for what we go through and what we face today. Thanks, amen. Amen. What trouble, amen. What evil, amen, has been brought, amen, into this world. But because of Satan's sin, God cast him out of heaven. Luke chapter number 10, verse 18. Amen. You don't have to turn there. It'll be quick. Amen. He said unto them, Jesus said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Amen. This didn't take a while, y'all. Amen. There was no war. I mean, let me just say this. I mean, Satan is not God's equal by a long shot. All right. He said, I saw like Satan like lightning in a split second fall from heaven. Amen. We, we refer to it, and I'm going to refer to it today as a fall, as Satan's fall. But I'm going to say this. Uh, it wasn't so much as he fell as God pushed him. <laughs> Understand? <laughs> amen. God said, uh-uh. You're out. You're done. You're finished. Amen. This is, uh, amen. I'm not going to put up with this and allow this rebellion, amen, to continue. Amen. But I want to also I want you to know and understand as Satan fell or was cast out of heaven, he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one of the angels, amen, that fell. Amen, at that time as well. Revelation chapter number 12, verse number 9 says this. And the great dragon, which if you know anything about the book of Revelation, you know that Satan, was cast out. That old serpent, there's that word, right? Reminding us of who he was in the Garden of Eden. Called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So... If you back up to verse number 4, Revelation chapter number four, uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 4, excuse me. Amen. Here's what the Word of God says. And his tail, this is speaking of the dragon again, Satan, drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast, amen, them down to the earth. Amen. 
So not only was it Satan that was cast out of heaven by God, but when he did, Revelation describes it as the tail of the dragon, which drew a third part of the angels in heaven, amen, to fall with him. And what we refer to, we always refer to, to Satan as Satan or the devil or whatever the case uh, may be, sometimes Lucifer, other names, amen. We may go through some of those today, amen. But also, amen, we refer to these angels which fell as demons or as evil spirits or uh, different names. We, we read it in, in, in Ephesians chapter number 6. Paul calls them principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness, amen, in high places or in heavenly places, amen. And so these, these third part of the angels that fell, amen, they fall into one of two categories, they're either fallen and bound, or they're fallen and free. And I want to explain what, I'm, what, what I mean by that, amen, today. They're either fallen and bound or fallen and free. Let's look at the fallen and bound first. A couple of scriptures here. Second Peter 2 and 4 says this. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment... There are angels that are bound right now in hell that are not able to get out, that are not able to move, that are not able to go anywhere, amen, because God has them bound and they are reserved into judgment, amen, I believe that's going to be at the last day, at the, at the coming of, uh, second coming of Jesus Christ, so later on we're going to talk about that a little bit. Jude chapter, uh, there's only one chapter in Jude, Jude verse 6 says this, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved an everlasting change under darkness into the judgment of the great day. These angels are bound. They are awaiting judgment by God. And some, amen, tie this back to Genesis chapter number 6 and what took place there. Amen. And we're not going to get it. We haven't got time to get into that this morning. Amen. Maybe we'll get into it another day. But uh, just know and understand there is a group of these angels that fell, amen, that are bound today. But there's also, amen, a group that are fallen and free. Not all of the fallen angels, amen, were bound in hell. Some were cast down to the earth along with Satan. And Satan, in a sense, is the ruler, amen, of these powers, of these demons, of these evil spirits, amen, on the earth today. And their main agenda is to destroy me and you. Think about that. Angels are powerful, right? We talked about that here over the last couple of weeks. One, God said one angel. And killed 185,000 people. I want you to think about this for a minute. God sent one angel in the Old Testament and killed 185,000 of the Assyrians, I think it was. Amen. Jesus, as he is praying and he's talking about, amen, what he's going to have to do and go to the cross, he says, Don't you know that I could have called down 12, amen, legions of angels to take me down off the cross? A legion, if I've got it right, is somewhere around 6,000. So if Jesus could have called 12 legions of angels, that's 72,000. If one angel can destroy 185,000 people at one time, amen, 72,000 angels, if you just do the math, and I'm a math person, amen, would be over 13 billion. Let me tell you something. God can do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, however he wants to do it, amen, and the devil can't not do one thing about it. But I say that to say this, that, amen, we have also an enemy that is against us that is also powerful, 
that has an agenda, that wants to destroy our lives. Because see, the Bible says in one place that, the, that hell, that place of eternal torment, was prepared and built and designed not for me and you, but for the devil and his angels. But, dev, but the devil's figured this thing out. Satan has figured this thing out. Amen. He is saying this, I hate you so much. Because you are made in the image and likeness of God. And God has given you, amen, the cross of Jesus Christ and His precious blood, uh, amen, that you can be redeemed from your sin. And you don't have to go to that place called hell. Because see, God, God didn't send Jesus to die on the cross for angels. The angels long to look into this gift of salvation that you and I have. Amen. And so Satan is so mad and so angry and hates us so much. Amen. That he does everything that he can to drag as many people as he can to that place that he is destined to go to one day. And can I say, he's doing a really good job. Amen. Satan, let me give you, let me give you some description of Satan today. This is what the Word of God says. I'm going to go through these quickly. Some of the names of Satan that are in the Bible, I think they give us some understanding of what his agenda might be toward us. Satan means adversary or one who opposes. That's a pretty good description of him. He's not only our adversary, he's the adversary of God, obviously. The word devil, the name devil, means slanderer. Amen. Amen. So he's kind of, you understand the, the book of Job, right? Amen. He goes to God. Amen. He goes to present all the angels, the, the host of heaven, go to present themselves before God came day. And the Bible says Satan went with them. And God says, Has you, have you considered my servant Job? He's perfect and upright, a man of integrity, a man that loves me, a man he, he shuns evil. Satan says, let me at him. Just let me at him. Amen. And I will make him curse you to your face. God said, okay, go ahead. You know the story, right? Job is severely, amen, touched by the loss of, his livelihood, the loss of his family, the loss of his children, all these things. Amen. But it was the devil, amen, that slandered Job before God. Said, let me at him. Can you understand and know, amen, if you're on fire for God and you're on the right path and you're, amen, an enemy of uh, our enemy, amen, the devil, amen, he's going to try to do everything that he can, amen, to try to get at you and stop you from what you're doing. He's going to try to discourage you for, to keep from keeping going, amen, in the, in, in the thing that God is wanting, amen, to do in your life. i got to move on. The devil is a slanderer. The Bible says he's the ruler of the demons in Matthew chapter 9, 34. He is Beelzebub in Matthew 12, 24. He's a liar and the father of lies in John 8, 44. He's a murderer and a murderer from the beginning, John 8, 44. He's the ruler of this world, John 14, 30. He's the God of this age, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. He's the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, 2. He's the deceiver of the whole world, Revelation 12, 9. And the accuser of the brethren, Revelation 12, 10. You understand some of the things, amen, that Satan is trying to do in our life. And one of the main things that he tries to do is deceive us. One of his main agenda items is deception. And it started back in Genesis chapter number 3 when he deceived Adam and he deceived Eve into disobeying the commandment of God. God only had one commandment in the Garden of Eden. But what did Satan do? When he went to Eve, the first thing that he did is he deceived Eve into thinking 
did God really say that? Did God really, is that really what he meant? Is that really what he said? Or is God just trying to hold you back? Because he knows if you eat of that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you'll be like him. Amen. You see the point here? Satan used the exact same thing that caused his fall to deceive Eve into falling as well. Amen. He came against, uh, amen, uh, the, the people of God and movement of God because he knew he couldn't, he knows he can't destroy God. He knows he can't outwit God. He knows he can't beat God, but he can beat me and you if we let him. Amen. He can destroy us if we allow him to. Amen. He's going to do everything he can to try to deceive God's people. And one of the ways I think that he does that today, I mean, he doesn't come to us in the form of a serpent and try to, amen, speak to us in our ear. How many people would get weirded out by that today? I mean, has anybody ever thought of that? Why Eve was not surprised that she's talking to a snake? Is it, anybody, anybody tracking with me? No. I'm going to tell you what, if a snake come up in my yard, I probably wouldn't wait for it to talk, number one. Hey, man, some people like to figure out what kind it is and this and that and the other. I just figure we'll figure that out later once it's been done away with. Hey, man, but if that snake came up to me and started talking, hey, man, uh, Brother Kelly, I don't, I don't know. I, I would probably, hey, man, go to my wife and ask her and check and make sure I've had my medication or that I haven't had too much of it. Hey, man, hey, man. Maybe they all did. Amen. Maybe they all will again one day. Who knows? Amen. I don't know. Amen. But I'm just thinking, amen, what is going on here, amen, in this story? But, amen, Satan, amen, comes to deceive Eve in this place. And I believe, uh, amen, one of the ways that he deceives us today and in our church world today, in the modern church world, is false doctrine and false teaching. Too many people, I talked, I talked about this subject with somebody the other day, texted back and forth. There are too many churches and too many pastors and too many teachers that call themselves men and women of God, amen, that are leading people astray by teaching another gospel other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've gotten away from the simplicity of the word of God and we've tried to make it something that'll get people to come, amen, and be a part uh, so we can have big numbers and big ties givers, uh, amen, and we can have, uh, amen, all of these things that we want to have, uh, amen, but I'm here to tell you there's false doctrine that is going on in the world today and if we're not careful, we can get wrapped up in it. And I'm here to tell you Satan is behind it. Amen. In A.D. 610, y'all realize, a man by the name of Muhammad claims he was visited by the angel Gabriel who delivered to him the words of the Quran. You realize, amen, a little later on, that a man by the name of Joseph Smith who founded the Mormon church claims that he was visited by an angel by the name of Moroni who gave him Amen. What he had in the Book of Mormon on these golden plates, these golden tablets. Ladies and gentlemen, these were not Gabriel. These were not holy angels. These men were deceived and duped by the spirits of darkness to bring false doctrine and false religions into our world. And there are billions of people in the world today who are wrapped up in the doctrine of demons. And the doctrine of devils. He is a deceiver. 
Amen. He is one, uh, amen, uh, that, that, that is going to try, amen, not because he knows this. He can't destroy God, but he can destroy us. And he, one of the ways he can do that is by destroying the way that we worship and the way that we pray and the way that we read our Bibles and the way that we understand God's word. Amen. You see, Satan and demons know that we were created for worship. Do you know that's one of your purposes? That's why God created you, to worship him. Okay. So they're not going to try to keep us from worshiping. Mm -mm. They're going to try to change the object of our worship to someone or something other than the one true God. Come on. And there are people out there today, amen, that are wrapped up in this stuff. And there's things going on that make me sick to my stomach. Hey Amen. I don't have time to get into all the details of it, but I, I think I shared it with Tabitha. Hey Amen. Here uh, a week or so ago. Hey Amen. There's a pastor at a Church of Christ, and I think it's somewhere up around Michigan. Maybe I got the wrong area. I'm not sure. Hey Amen. And he gave a teaching about 15 minutes on John 3:16. And I have never been so angry, and I've never been so upset. Amen. At a teaching of John 3.16 in all of my life. Amen. He basically said that John 3.16 has nothing to do about, with Jesus Christ. John 3.16 is about you. Because he says what should really happen in John 3.16 is we should stop. For God so loved the world, period. Take the rest out. Because he wants to include everybody, Right? Amen. No matter what kind of sin you're living in, no matter what you're doing, no matter what this or that or the other, we're just all one big happy family and we're all going to heaven no matter what we do and whether or not, amen, we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. He says the rest of John 3.16 is about you. Amen. That so whosoever believeth in him should not perish. See, it's about believing in your potential. It's about believing in your abilities. It's about believing, amen, in you understanding, amen, who you are in the cosmos. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Amen, you and I are nothing but dust uh, and nothing but ashes. Uh, amen, our righteousness uh, as is filthy rags in the sight of God. Without Him, I am nothing. Amen. But there are preachers standing behind pulpits today, amen, that are preaching to congregations who are backing them up uh, and telling them lies. It's nothing more than the devil has them deceived. God help us. My Lord. Let me just say this. Amen. I don't think I have to worry about this, but Ben. Amen. If I ever get up here and preach something other than the Word of God, Amen. And Jesus Christ and the one you know about, your daddy preached about. Amen. Just go ahead and run me out of this place and send me out the door. Amen. Because I don't deserve to be here. Amen. And those people don't deserve a pulpit. They don't deserve, amen to, amen, to stand behind a pulpit and call themselves men and women of God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to stand up and realize and understand that the devil's on the war path, amen. And we need to know, amen, this word of God. You need to get it down in your heart. Uh, amen. I can only give you so much on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, uh, amen. But you need to hide this word of God in your heart, uh, amen, that you will not sin against him and know what the truth is. I'm a little excited. Hallelujah. Another, way, another one of Satan's agenda items is temptation. You see, Satan coupled deception with temptation in the Garden of Eden. 
And it, as I said, it really come down to the same sin and the same iniquity that Satan fell victim to. See, Satan came against Eve with three things. The Word of God talks about the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Let me show this to you. Amen. Satan tempted Eve into believing that the forbidden fruit was, number one, it's good for food. That's the lust of the flesh. That is pleasing to the eye. It's obviously the lust of the eyes. And it's desirable to make one wise. That's the pride of life. So you see, Satan's really predictable because he did the same thing to Jesus in the wilderness. He used the same three temptations to come against him. He comes against Jesus and he says, Turn the, you're hungry, man. You've been fasting for 40 days. And four, turn these stones into bread. That's the lust of the flesh. Anybody remember what Jesus said? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's our food. Amen. He also said, uh, amen, uh, he took him up, amen, on his place, amen, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world, he said, if you'll just worship me, I'll give you all this. That was the lust of the eyes. Anybody remember what Jesus said? Huh? Amen. There's only one God, him alone, right? It's only him alone that we serve, right? We don't serve, we don't worship, we don't serve anybody else. He then takes him up on the pinnacle of the temple and he, 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 he tries to tempt him into jumping down off the pinnacle of the temple. He says, jump down off this. Because the word of God says, I mean, the angels will bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. Anybody remember what Jesus said? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. What did Jesus do? He fought the devil with the word. But you understand what the devil is trying to do here. Amen. And here's how he's going to come against you is these same three areas. The lust of the, the, lust of the, uh, uh, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Let me ask you this. What are some areas, amen, that the devil could come against you? Because the Bible says lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset you. And run this race with patience, dot, dot, dot. Right, so let me ask you this. What entertains your flesh? Come on, because that's what the devil's going to use against you. Come on. What entices your eyes? Number two. Because that's what the enemy's going to try to use against you. What elevates your pride? Because that's what the enemy is going to try to use, amen, to tempt you. Amen, into falling into sin. Now understand this, and I'm going to move on. Temptation is not sin. Because Jesus didn't sin, and he was tempted. He was tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin. So temptation is not sin. We are tempted when we are drawn away of our own lust and enticed and give in to it. And then when lust, amen, conceives, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Man, and that's exactly what Satan wants for your life. The third agenda item is destruction. I've said this, I'm going to say it again. Satan and demons are out for one ultimate purpose, to destroy your soul. But, can I say this? He's also going to do everything that he can in this life to also destroy your body and your mind if he can do it. Amen. 
There are instances in the Word of God, several, too many to talk about. I mean, I'm going to give you just a couple examples. Several examples in the Word of God of how demons and how the agenda of Satan not only came against a person's soul, but also against their bodies and against their minds. Think about this. Matthew chapter number 17. Remember the story of the, story of the boy who was, amen, uh, bound up with seizures. Said, uh, the King James says he was a lunatic. I mean, it means he was epileptic. And the Bible says his dad said that often it tries to throw him into the fire and often into the water to try to destroy him. He said, I brought this young man to your disciples, but they could not do anything for him. And the Bible says Jesus cast the devil, the demon, out of that young boy's life. Amen. And he was set free and healed and delivered in that very moment. Amen. Think also, amen, about this. Remember uh, the story, some of you may remember this one, Luke 13. Amen. The woman who had a spirit, the Bible says, of infirmity for 18 years. She was bowed over. She couldn't stand up straight for 18 years. It was a spirit of infirmity. And when that spirit of infirmity was turned loose from her life, she was healed. Amen. Remember the story of the man who lived in the tombs, who the Bible says was bound up with, he says, I mean, the devil speaks out of him and says, with a legion of demons in his life. This man was out of his mind, bonkers, crazy, lost it. He's living naked in the tombs. Amen. All this craziness, amen, going on in his life, amen. And when Jesus shows up, amen, there that day on the shore, amen, he comes running down and bows down before the feet of Jesus, uh, amen, under the influence of those demon powers because they knew who he was. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to fist that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that day, those demons got on their knees and bowed before the Son of God and said, I know who you are, Amen. Please don't make us go back to the abyss. Please don't send us, amen, to that place. Amen. Let us go over to the herd of pigs. You know the story. Amen. When Jesus cast those demons and devils out of that young man, uh, amen, his life, uh, amen, the Bible says he was sitting. Next thing they know, uh, amen, people from the town start coming around, uh, and this man is sitting, uh, amen, talking uh, in his right mind. Uh, why? Because Jesus had set him free from the powers of darkness in his life. And he can do the same thing for us. I got, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me say this. Not all sicknesses and not all illnesses are caused by de demonic powers or demonic influence. But some are. And we need to have the discernment of the Spirit of God to be able to discern, amen, when those things are present. Because if they are, no amount of medicine. I love medicine. It's great. <laughs> amen. Go to the doctor. Take your medicine. Amen. If he prescribed it to you. Amen. No amount of medicine. No amount of psychiatry. No amount of counseling. No amount of any of these things. Amen. Will solve the problem if there's demonic influence and demonic powers that are going on. The only thing that's going to set that person free is for them to be set free from that, that devil, that demon, what's going on in their life. Amen. As we end this morning, let me give you some good news. I told you I was going to do this. Let me give you some good news. Number one, Christ triumphed over the powers of darkness at the cross of Calvary. Uh, I expected y'all get a little more excited about that one. Woo! Woo thank you. Come on. Some of y'all shouted at that TV yesterday with a bunch of 20, 
two people running around on a field chasing a pigskin. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on. We're talking about King of Kings and Lord of Lords here. We ain't talking about Roll Tide or War Eagle or Go Jags. Amen. Come on. Go Jags. Amen. Amen. The Holy Trinity. There we are. Who? <laughs> Oklahoma? Who is? Are they relevant? I don't know. Maybe they are. <laughs> we'll keep going. Amen. Chasing rabbits. Amen. Jesus Christ triumphed over the powers of darkness at the cross of Calvary. In fact, I've told you this already. Amen. But the Bible says that he came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross. In Colossians 2, 14 through 15, it says this. Speaking of Jesus and the cross, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled or disarmed principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Can I go back and remind you where we started? Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers uh, of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness uh, in high places. But Jesus, uh, when he died on the cross and said, it uh, is uh, finished, uh, amen, he triumphed over them. He disarmed them. Uh, he took away their weapons. Uh, he took away their ability to destroy us in our lives and now amen we have victory in Jesus and can somebody say victory Woo, some of us need some victory amen sometimes in our life and things uh, amen that are going through uh, amen our hearts our lives that the devil's trying to bring in but let me tell you this uh, there is not one weapon that the enemy forms against you that can prosper let that marinate not one weapon that the enemy can form against you, whether it be your mind, or whether it be your body, or whether it be your soul. There's not one weapon that can come against a child of God and be successful. As long as we're holding, Sister Elsie, to that unchanging hand. Now, if I let go of that unchanging hand... Amen. I'm, I'm just, I'm putting myself out there. Amen. And I, I don't know what, you know, hopefully God will protect us. Amen. Well, if we do that, but uh, amen, there are no guarantees. We're an open prey to the devil if we're not in Christ. Amen. But if we'll hold to that unchanging hand today, I mean, we have victory over the powers of darkness through Christ Jesus. Remember the word of God says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Man, what a wonderful verse, amen, of Scripture to tell us, amen, that we got somebody in us that, remember, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit that is in us, is the same Spirit, the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 1, that was brooding or hovering over the surface of the waters, that was part of creation, that created the angels, that created Satan himself. That created what became demonic powers and evil spirits and all of these things. And Jesus, amen, is all powerful over them today. Let me read you this. James 4 and 7 says this. This is a commandment to us. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Two things. That's all you got. Can you remember two things? I can remember two things most days. 
Submit to God. Resist the devil. Come on, we can make a, we can make a song out of that. Submit to God. <laughs> resist the devil. Amen. Somebody will come up with some dance moves for it later on. I don't know. Maybe not. Amen. But uh, submit to God. Resist the devil. Amen. It's just that simple and just that easy. Amen. Because if you are submitted to God, uh, amen, the Christ, uh, amen, the, the Son of the living God, uh, Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit is inside of your life. Uh, greater is He that is inside of you than he that is in the world. Uh, amen. And you got something in you that when the devil sees you coming, he said, uh-uh, I ain't messing with him today. I ain't messing with her today. <laughs> amen. Not because of you. Amen. But he don't see you. You do not intimidate Satan, by the way. <laughs> Build your muscles up. Do whatever. You will not intimidate him. But you get Jesus Christ down in your heart, you'd be the most puny. Amen. Can't do anything. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and he is scared to death of you. Amen. Because of the power of Christ that is in you. Amen. That he knows he cannot destroy. Satan and the demons are out to destroy the people of God. But we have victory over them through Jesus Christ. Really quickly, I'm going to run through these. Luke twenty two thirty one. The Lord said unto Peter, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Satan wanted to shake Peter's faith so forcibly that he would fail. And he wants to do the same thing with, to you. He wants to shake you down. I mean, he wants to break you apart. I mean, he wants to, amen, destroy your faith, I mean, your life. But I want you to know this. In, in the next verse, I mean, sometimes we read that verse and we don't go to the next one. Verse 32 says this. Je this is Jesus speaking. But I, Jesus, have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. Hold up a minute. You telling me that the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, is in heaven right now, seated at the right hand of the throne of God, praying for me? Yeah. In fact, the way it says it is this, he is making intercession for you and I. Amen. What a wonderful thought. <laughs> Amen, because I don't know about you, but there's some days I need it. And I'm thankful that I got a Savior in heaven. Amen, that is praying for me that my faith will not fail. Because there's days my faith gets weak. There's days that my strength gets, amen, just down to the point, I don't know. How am I going to make the next step? How am I going to keep going? Amen, but I'm thankful to know when I read these scriptures and bring to remembrance in my mind, you know what, Satan, go ahead and bring it all against me because not weapon, one weapon you form against me is going to prosper. And guess what? My Savior, my Jesus, uh, amen, is sitting on the right hand of the throne of God in heaven and he's praying for me right now. Amen. And you have no right uh, in my mind. Uh, you have no right uh, in my body. You have no right uh, to steal my soul. Amen. Because just Jesus. Amen. Nobody can pluck, amen, me out of his hand. Hallelujah. Satan wants to devour you. 1 Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. See, the devil's got power. But he, think, he wants you to think he's got more power than he really does. You understand that, right? So he prowls around like a roaring lion. He wants to... He's got a, he's got a really... Nasty, mean sounding growl, okay? I don't, I don't know what, what's the name of that dog that 
Chez has now, Megan has. A golden doodle. Anybody ever heard of a golden doodle? Oh, my Lord. This thing, I mean, I don't know what they're supposed to look like, but they shaved this thing. And it looked like the most pitiful little dog. It had this bouffant of a hairdo on his head, but his body was so skinny and so little. Can I, can I just give you a picture of who Satan is today? He might be roaring behind you like a roaring lion, but if you'll just turn around through the spirit and look at him, you'll go, oh my goodness, what a pitiful sight compared to the majesty and the power and the glory of our God. He is nothing. He thinks he's a roaring lion, and he wants you to think he's a roaring lion. Uh, amen. But you and I serve the lion uh, of the tribe uh, of Judah. Uh, amen. And he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first uh, and the last, the one that was uh, and is uh, and is to come, the Almighty. Come on, every knee's going to bow. Satan, you're going to bow one day. Amen. Demon power has been coming against me this week. You're going to bow one day. Amen. Just hold on. It's coming. Amen. He wants to devour us. And you know this. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10. 10. I'll end with this. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. Satan's going to use anything he can to come against you. He's going to try to steal your joy, steal your peace, steal your faith. He wants to kill and destroy you. He's a murderer from the beginning, and he wants to destroy your soul in hell. But Jesus has come that we might have life. Anybody glad of that? And life more abundantly. You see, Satan comes to steal from you, but Jesus has come to give you the free gift of salvation. Satan comes to kill you, but Jesus has come to bring you life and life uh, more abundantly. Satan comes to destroy you, but Jesus has come to rescue you, amen, from the powers of sin uh, and the powers of darkness, uh, amen. That's the God that we serve today, amen, and we have victory in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't let nobody twist you up. Amen. And get you all confused. God did not create evil. God created everything good. Satan brought evil into the world because he was lifted up in pride and he tried to exalt himself above the throne of God. He wanted to be God. He deceived Adam and Eve in falling into sin. And you or I, you and I, are now victims. Amen. Of the sin nature, amen, that is in our life. But God had a plan from the very beginning. Amen. He had a lamb that he knew was going to be slain from the foundation of the world. His name is Jesus Christ. And he died on a cross and he shed his blood and he said it's finished. And he, he didn't, I mean, they buried him in a tomb, but he didn't stay there. I mean, three days and three nights, uh, he was in the heart of the earth. He arose from the dead with the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Amen. That now we can say, amen, that this, the, the powers of darkness that are in this world, that are real, that are out there today, that are trying to deceive people into false doctrine and false teaching, that are trying to tempt people into falling into sin, amen, that are trying, amen, to, de to destroy people's lives. Amen. We have the power over Him through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's just that simple. Submit to God. Resist the devil.
Submit to God. Resist the devil. Bow your heads and let's pray just for a second. Dear Heavenly Father, I know I'm not the only one in this place today. That as at times, God, and it seems like sometimes daily, in a war, in a battle, amen, with this enemy called Satan, with his angels called demons or evil spirits or whatever phrase or term we want to use. And God, I know, I mean, I'm not the only one today that sometimes struggles with these things and struggles to understand, I mean, what's going on because I can't see the supernatural realm. I can't see what's going on, amen, with my, with my eyes. I can't feel what's going on. I can't, amen, sometimes even discern what's going on, amen, if, if I'm not where I need to be at with you. But God, I thank you, God, today that I can be reminded, God, that you won every victory at the cross of Jesus Christ. You won every victory, amen, at the cross of Calvary, amen, and now, Amen. I have access, amen, to your throne and to your glory and to your majesty and to your power. Amen. Amen. To, to come, uh, amen, to the throne of grace that I may find help and find grace and mercy in time of need. I thank you, God, today that I can, amen, stare the devil in the face and say, amen, you got nothing on me, Bubba, because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, God, today that the same power is available to every single one of us that are here today. And I pray, God, that there be a need in the house. God, that you fill it. God, before we close this service, in Jesus' name, amen. I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, keep them closed, amen, just for a second. I'm going to ask a quick question. Amen. I learned a long time ago, quit making assumptions. Amen, they messed me up. So I'm going to ask this. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have you submitted to him? Have you bowed your knee to the King of kings and Lord of lords? Because one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. For some people, unfortunately, that day is going to be judgment day, and it's going to be too late. Have you bowed your knee? Have you surrendered to God? Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? I didn't ask you if you knew who Jesus was. I didn't ask you if you've been to church before. I didn't ask you if you've ever read your Bible. I ask you, amen, do you have a relationship with this man, Christ Jesus? If you don't, Amen. Can I introduce you to him today? Amen. He died for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. You see, I understand and know what John three sixteen and 17 is telling me. It's not about me. It's about him. And he loves you today. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you. Would you come? Would you come down to an old-fashioned altar? Would you surrender your heart and life to God? Would you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?